Hey, you. You made a good choice in podcast. You're listening to the Mount Rushmore podcast. It's Jeff, and it's also these other guys. Richard. Hey. Michael. Howdy. You made a good choice. Uh, this time around, we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of actual presidents as depicted in television and film. And this was Michael's choice? Yep. Why? Uh, it's our 125th episode, guys. Every 25 or so, I try to find something that kind of focuses in on, you know, those four real presidents that were on um, Mount Rushmore. Is that why Randy was here last episode? It was like checking us, checking in on us, do you think? We had to sign something. Oh, there's oh, yeah. paperwork involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, except for the episode where we talked about the movie Rushmore and except for our 100th episode yeah. where we did just the barbecue. So aside from that. We've done like two of these. Okay, exactly. So, you know, they feel really special. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. Like, every once in a while, I just try to think of some sort of category that we can talk about, something pop culture-y pop that is also related to kind of American history yeah, in a little yeah, way, but with yeah. presidents, but also, you know, whatever, silly yeah. stuff. Cool. So this category can be, this is about real presidents. Yeah. Real people who has have, have held the office of the president. Mm-hmm. And no, Richard, I did not choose... The actor that played Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Thank you. Even though that really happened. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, Michael chose it, so Richard starts. Okay, so my first choice is, as I think we've discussed before on the show, Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln. On my list, too. It had to be. That's a a slam dunk. Yeah. The best part about that movie was when he did the slam dunk. That was the cool yeah, part. When in the courtroom, he's like, clear the court. And he went up and just jammed over. In the future. He literally, he literally jammed the, the, the amendment down the uh, throats of the uh, Democrats. I mean, what a towering performance. What a talent. What, what the fuck's going on with his voice? Can we discuss that? You know, the yeah. very high-pitched kind of. This earnest kind of. Kind of Mark Twain. You know, like, sort of like a. Like if you picture what Mark You're Twain would Norm sound McDonald. like. You're doing Norm Hey, Fried who? Huh? Yeah, O.J. Simpson. They maybe <laughs> murdered somebody. Yeah. Don't they have recordings of Lincoln? Uh, I don't no, I don't think they do. Yeah. But, they but I think they okay. have recordings of people, if I remember correctly. This shows stand how much. Up. People doing stand-up of Lincoln. Yes. They're, they, have, they, have, they have recordings of Abraham Lincoln impersonators. <laughs> from the time. No, what they had, I, I, if, I'm, if I remember this correctly, and this shows how well I researched this episode, that Daniel Day-Lewis went and found recordings of people who were from the like that kind of Illinois region oh. where where Lincoln was from, from that time, to try and, and kind of tried to match that mm-hmm. with what was written about his voice being okay. very high and, yeah. and reedy, I reedy. guess. Reedy, okay. Maybe there is a Civil War president reenactor who has done a family. We've seen a lot of him portrayed as a, bar- a baritone kind of... Stentorian yeah. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing, yeah. In my mind, you know, him, Lincoln being from Illinois, I imagine he's just like one of the guys around the super fans table. Yeah. He's yeah. just got this high Chicago <laughs> accent, just, ah, uh, slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Four score and uh, seven years ago. <laughs> like, he's from Skokie. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis, I think we talked about it in our great actor episode, Yeah, is one of those, like falls into the role, heavily researched, like becomes the person. I think he definitely adds a certain sense of, you know, uh, weight to, oh, this is exactly how Lincoln was. I mean, who the fuck knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he got it 100% wrong. Maybe Lincoln did. I mean, you know, I I understand that he kind of read about him a lot 
They've researched him. Mm-hmm. They spent a year practicing wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Right wrestling Lock. bears, yeah. Um, that, like, you know, he studied. So it seems like, as a layperson, it's like, oh, this guy did the work, so I don't have to. So I can just accept yeah. this is how Lincoln was. You know, mm-hmm. that's I think that's part of the trouble when you're portraying presidents of years past when you have no, you have only like the written word to know what they're about. Mm-hmm. And it's all an interpretation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get some other, uh, presidents that we'll talk about that. Oh, you know exactly what they sound like and you can compare to, you know, there's, yeah, a, everybody knows what Kennedy sounds like. Everyone mm-hmm. can do a Kennedy impression because of what he sounds like on TV or on radio. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You know, his voice, you know, his mannerisms, but with Lincoln, it's like, He's a stovepipe hat beardo guy. Yeah. I mean, sorry Tall. to get technical. Yeah. <laughs> Tall also. Yeah. Other thing I know. Tall. Th- that's the thing about, like, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, too, is he, you know, he fit the build. He was wiry, tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably roughly the same age as him at the time. I, I don't know exactly. But, like, you see a lot of pe- a lot of actors try to portray a character, and it just vaguely looks like him. Yeah. They have some kind of face putty on. And yeah. like... Uh, I think it would have been fun to see him play it like Bill the Butcher from Gangs of New York. Isn't that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Kind of just badass, uh, swaggering, pimp daddy thing. Yeah. Uh, What's your second one, Michael? My second one, I'm going to go a little recent talking about somebody. It's um, Anthony Adamanuik. Yes. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Playing uh, President Trump on The President Show. And he does... An incredible impression impersonation of him, and has taken him on as a character on like a you know twenty minute Comedy Central show. Oh, and I think he does so much more of a definitive Trump than like Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Oh, who like have you seen the movie The Trip? No, uh, Richard, have you seen it? The movie The, the Trip. Tri- the Trip. It's uh, oh with Steve- with Steve- yeah 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 I've seen it. There with Steve Coogan and uh, Rob Corden. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, no, not James. I'm thinking of James Corden. What's yeah. I anyway? But the other guy. Yeah. And there's a bit where they're sitting around a table and they're they're going back and forth with like uh, Michael Caine impressions. Oh. And they're just they're they're just art. You know, they're each yeah. doing this impression. And there's one part where he's when the guy says, uh, you know, you do the the loud Michael Caine, but you don't do this off. Yeah. Or you don't yeah. do this off. That is the problem with the Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Act. It's just all loud. It's all loud. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, it's a caricature Adam versus Manuel an impression. Does, like, yeah. He does like Trump as like this loud, crazy person, but then he brings it down real low mm-hmm. and does like this like kind of baby thing with him. He treats him like a toddler. He does right. the angry thing. He gets all the aspects of who this crazy person is as president. Ah. But in that specific role, like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do like a generic mm-hmm. The Apprentice Trump thing. He yeah. does him like in this very specific role that like every time I watch it, it's like. This guy skewers this wow. and gets it so perfect that like I, I forget I forget that it's not him because they they've got it so right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine. I can't even stand listening to Trump. <laughs> like to think that you had to do that for a career. Oh my god, the, to um, channel that guy on one of the first episodes of the show on the present show. Have, have you seen any part of it? No. It's presented as like uh, a late night talk show, where the president is like the host mm-hmm. and like Mike Pence is like his sidekick. His uh, yeah. Uh, Ed McMahon. It's yeah. vaguely based on when Hugo Chavez, the leader of Venezuela, had a 
Oh, is that really? Had a show. I think it is. Yeah, because I know he had a talk show while he was president <laughs> of Venezuela that was called Hello, Mr. President or something <laughs> like that. And he gets up there and they did like this one like man on the street bit with him where he's just like uh, Trump's just on the street and then he's like rambling about something and then this huge truck goes by and then he's like, hi, Mr. Truck. <laughs> like 10-year-old like Donald Trump thing it's so it's so perfect he just gets distracted (laughs) it's so silly but it's just like when we're in this age where five to ten years from now there's going to be this weird donald trump biopic yeah where it's going to be creepy as fuck Mm -hmm. it's either going to be super sycophantic by a certain population of the certain percentage of the american public are going to want that Mm -hmm. or it's going to be like you know hitler-esque and he's going to be like demonic and i would love to see what a person like a comedian in like a, a more serious role mm-hmm. would do with it. Mm-hmm. Like I, it would be interesting to see this guy if he had like a career doing oh, yeah. playing him for real or what nonsensical actor will do it mm-hmm. in the future. I don't know. Richard, what's your second? All right. So my second choice is Edward Herman uh, from Annie uh, playing FDR. Yeah. 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 You know that one. Yeah. 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 Um, so he is, I mainly have him on here because I think that, for a good portion of Americans, if you picture FDR in your head, yeah. what you're actually thinking of is Edward Herman yeah. as FDR. Because mm-hmm. not only did he play FDR in this, but there was there were a series of uh, TV movies in the 70s that were like Franklin and Eleanor. And there was like Franklin and Eleanor, Franklin and Eleanor at War, I think was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, that were very popular, big successes. He got Tony... Or a, Emmy nominations. This is back when TV movies were actually something people gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most people would probably know him as FDR. And I just, I miss Edward Herman terribly. He was one of those people who just had a perfect voice. He was, for me, I think of him as it's a long car ride and I've got a book on tape and it's a, a David McCullough. I says, I, he died a few years ago in 2014. And now it just bums me out that the next David McCullough book that's going to be on tape is not going to be read by him. Because he had that, that kind of perfect New England... Hi, I'm Nick Lachey. <laughs> no. You're reading David McCullough. You're reading David McCullough's. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's what's probably <laughs> going to happen. He was... And if you had never... If you haven't seen Annie, what you probably know him from is he was the dad from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. So that might be what you know him from beyond that. He was just a very popular kind of character actor. I think FDR is a very tough character to play because everyone kind of thinks they know. He's one of those ones, yeah, you know what he sounds like. We have the tapes. We have, we, we got the tapes on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to be able to portray sort of the public FDR, but mm-hmm. then also this private FDR who was kind of an asshole hmm. and, 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 you know, could be kind of an SOB at times. Um, could also be still very charming, but in a very different sort of way. I think it's a very difficult president to play, and he pretty much nailed it. How does his? Um, I remember him in Annie. I don't remember him in uh, anything else. Any, well, like I yeah, I pulled up his picture, and like he's very recognizable as an mm-hmm. actor. He's like you know has a lot of character actors. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen. He's like he's like one of those. He's I've a that guy. Him, I've seen. I know him from that. Oh, I mm-hmm. know him from that. I know him from that. How does his? Uh, FDR compared to like Bill Murray playing FDR in whatever that was <laughs> yeah. that I didn't see. Right. Like the only thing that I, my images of like Bill Murray doing that is uh-huh. like he looks like the penguin. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's strange because oh, like, of this the c- cigarette the holder, cigarette, cigarette holder. And yeah, like, did Kenneth Branagh play a FDR? At some point? He might have. Yeah, at one point. Nah. I wonder who the most played president is. Got to be Lincoln or Washington. Hmm. Probably Washington because every revolutionary set movie has you Washington. Need a Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we could, as depicted on uh, um, used car commercials, <laughs> we could add that in there. <laughs> President's Day, like, just yeah. fills, fills it yeah. out with, uh, <laughs> with actors playing Washington. Okay. Oh, and he was the dad on Richie Rich, too. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. He, he does have a face where I think he's never played anybody with more than a uh, upper-class income. He's not going to be playing Joe, uh, yeah. Joe the Plumber yeah. in the Joe the Plumber story, mm-hmm. put it that way. <sighs> Still looking to cast the lead in that. Movie. I hear the they Joe got a <laughs> they got a call out for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, um, that's why he died because he aud- he couldn't get an audition for it. So. Mm-hmm. Fucking bother. So that is our halftime, and we are the Mount Rushmore podcast, and we invite you to go to our Facebook and join the conversation with uh, the millions of other fans of the Mount Rushmore podcast who flock to that uh, uh, online spot to see what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're saying, and they scour our Instagram and Twitter to try to try to budge into our lives and try to uh, investigate what's going on in our mind and try to suggest a future episode this doesn't happen um, but there's an opportunity for it too if you join the dialogue on Facebook you can suggest a subject for a future episode you might even be our special guest on our show so please go find us on social media and get involved and go to iTunes and Stitcher and download rate and review our past episodes we would sincerely like to know what you think about our podcast via a rating or a review support podcasting in general you can do so by supporting this podcast please listen carefully salutations and thank you for lending me your ears for a moment this is brisky from the turn of phrases podcast turn of phrases is a show all about exploring the origins and history of idioms metaphors superstitions old wives tales and more New episodes come out every Monday, so come along with me as we turn some phrases. You know what? Screw those guys. That sounds like a dumb podcast. We say that a lot after we after we immediately promote them. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. Aren't they great? That sounds fun, that podcast. Audible is offering a 30-day free trial when you uh, try out their services. You get a free Audible book. You get a free audio book. You can go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and download a audio book. You can download, just type in the word president. You'll probably find something pretty awesome. You can get that a free audio book for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And whether you keep the service or not, that book is free for you to keep. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and give it a shot. So we are back, and it is Michael giving us his third We're going to go from one Roosevelt to another, and Robin Williams playing Teddy Roosevelt fun. in the yeah, silly fun. Night at the Museum movies. And the funny thing about that is he does such just a caricature of Teddy Roosevelt. He's playing definitely just like the Rough Rider version of the president that in my head sounds like, uh, oh, Yosemite Sam <laughs> in, in a little ways. Okay. Um, but then I dug up what the real Teddy Roosevelt sounded like, and I'm going to play you fellas and all you listeners a little sample. It goes something like this. 
What a nerd. You just, wow. no, you got mixed up, Michael. You just played FDR. <laughs> I think you just played FDR. That sounded exactly like FDR. Well. There's no way that wasn't FDR. Listen, there are images of Teddy Roosevelt flopping around as that's being played. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's tr- I mean, Controversy you, fin- has finally graced the Mount Rushmore podcast. I was making a joke, Jeff. Okay. This guy's a nerd. No, he doesn't sound like Yosemite Sam. He doesn't sound like that. He's not because kind of he, he's Irish. A little because bit. he was, you know, a New York, oh, oh from a wealthy New York family. Mm. He sounds like, if you were to describe his upbringing, he sounds exactly like how you would describe his upbringing. Yeah. I think Edward Herman played him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I liked about the uh, Robin Williams performance is he's totally just Robin Williams did. Literally did no research yeah, for Yeah, he's it. just, he vaguely looks like him. He's kind, kind of, of Patch just, Adams. He's got, yeah, that, yeah. He's got the, the face mm-hmm. mustache mm-hmm. putty mm-hmm. thing, haircut, slapped yeah. him into like a general suit, <laughs> and then just like went hog wild, like just to be crazy. Uh-huh. And like, it's so funny when you can treat respected presidents of the past with like just such like, yeah. Ah, maybe he was this way as well. Who knows? I don't know. It's Robin Williams. Who cares? Roosevelt Let him do whatever he wants. Is he going to do a, another Aladdin genie impression? Ah, that's fine. Sure. Roosevelt okay. does get a lot of uh, respect from historians, I think, for mm, yeah. the, the the different the robustness through which he a- attacked the presidency. So he, I mean, he was so progressive in his pursuit of like national mm-hmm. parks mm-hmm. and that sort of like expanding America. I mean, yeah. just trying to preserve nature in that way that like, yeah, no one gave a shit about before. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh. Yeah, this this world is crazy, and we need to make sure we protect yeah. it as well. He sees people pushing into mm-hmm. kind of dangerous yeah. territory. Yeah, I do think like Roosevelt had sort of like a not just like a wild man, but kind of like a very robust identity as president. And Robin Williams brings the cachet of his entire career to that role mm. very nicely. So cool, cool choice. By the way, that's I mean that we we actually watched the trilogy not too long ago. You know when when the great, the great trilogies of of our age. When you think of them, yeah, the Godfather, first Star Wars trilogy, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Lord uh-huh. of the Rings. Night of the Museum, Night of the Museum, yeah. Because the kids watched the first one and really liked it, so over the course of a few weeks, we just kind of plowed through the other two. Yeah, yeah. When Ricky Gervais shows up in your trilogy, trilogy over, and he was in the first one. Oh shit! So it really sh- <laughs> should have been from there. It wasn't bad. The first one wasn't, at least. And then there was, you know, a. It's sort of by the third one. It it's was like reha- we're I mean, done. You're doing the same movie ag- over and over again. But uh, I was surprised at how not terrible the first one was. Dick like Van I was Dyke's really like expecting is, it. Is the bad guy of like the first yeah. one. Right? Spoiler alert! I love the old guys being the bad guys in it. That's a lot of fun. Okay, uh, M- Richard, what's your third? All right, so my third one. Um, I went to the SNL uh, vault, mm. and I had a lot I could have chosen from. You sure. mentioned uh, Alec Baldwin as Trump. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I went for a, a slightly different route. I went Phil Hartman as Bill Clinton. Oh my god! One of one of my favorites. Yeah, and there they had you know multiple Bill Clintons on during his time in office. There was Daryl Hammond, yeah, who probably did a more accurate, accurate uh, uh, you know, actual impression, you know, in terms of the the vocals and the mannerisms and sort of like making it accurate. But oh. I think Phil Hartman got the spirit 
yeah. of Bill Clinton down in a way that Daryl Hammond just never could. He yeah. got like he got his folksiness. He got his relatability. The charisma. Yeah. You know, the the way that he could just look at somebody and like he's talking directly to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh uh Daryl Hammond it was more of like a sleazy Clinton. He got he got sleazy. Clinton. Yeah, he got sleazy Clinton. Yeah. Um and it, my favorite uh my favorite version of Phil Hartman as Bill Clinton is the, I think when he was still running for president, he might have been the Democratic nominee at that point. And it's like a C-SPAN. Bill Clinton stops you know, stops by the McDonald's yeah. and he's sitting there like basically ostensibly trying to explain his tax yeah. uh, plans and all his policies. Meanwhile, he's while doing this, he's like sneaking people's yeah. like burgers just and french fries, just eating yeah. everything that goes on along the way. He downs an entire shake and like... Two and a half seconds, it yeah. was all over him. Yeah, and it's I incredible. and I think that there's a line in there that like one of the Secret Service agents says something like, "Now, your wife said that you're not supposed to be eating this food," and he says something like, "Listen, if we get elected, there's going to be a lot of things that my wife <laughs> things that my yeah. wife doesn't know yeah. about." <laughs> and, and and I think if Daryl Hammond would have said that, it would have come off as like sleazy, like yeah. you said. But when 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 uh, Phil Hartman did it, it came off as as charming. Mm-hmm. And the same way that that it's interesting, the way that kind of our I think a lot of our thoughts about Bill Clinton over the years has changed from. Oh, that's a good point. How how he sort of went from being like, yeah, you know, he probably fooled around a little bit, but that's okay because he was he was charming and he was folksy and he was mm-hmm. he was Bubba. To now, when we look at it, it's like, God, did we really think that way about him? Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Bad on us. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of, I think that when you look at the way he portrayed him and he portrayed him in the early years of the presidency versus Daryl Hammond, who got him in kind of like the, the later years, the way that he was perceived at the time certainly comes out in the impressions. I think there was a little bit of the performer in Bill Clinton, the guy who would grab a saxophone and, uh, and want to entertain a little bit right? versus some other presidents who just had that stentorian but more political identity uh um bill clinton was the guy who would who wanted people to kind of be he wanted to be the first mtv friendly president and i think by the time daryl hammond got to bill clinton he'd already been turned into a politician Mm -hmm. Hmm. i think the phil hartman clinton is more of that sort of character the kind of rogue kind of roguish charm yeah and maybe a little bit of the first black president, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton, <laughs> okay. which by the time you get to Daryl Hammond, that's all been kind of <laughs> hammered away. I will say that is one of some of that sketch in particular. Now we're getting, uh, I guess we're getting drilling deep into the p- portrayal of that uh, president and why I thought that was uh, uh, why I enjoyed that sketch. And because I, Phil Hartman is doing all the things that are hard to do. He's doing blocking. He's doing. He's eating in character, and he has to wash down. He has to eat a bunch of food and, and has to wash, wash it, it down, down with Diet Coke. And he has to speak in not glowing, but like appropriate terms about McDonald's food. <laughs> he can't mistake. I think he says the names of the burgers correctly. So right. I remember thinking the degree of difficulty on that sketch was a nine at least. Right. Um, and how well he dispatched it. And uh, at the point we can see him trying to swallow <laughs> at some point and wash it down with Coke. So Yeah, you have the timing on that has to be like yeah. perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, special notice goes out to him playing Reagan, by the way. 
Oh, yeah, sketch yeah. where you have to like oscillate between the uh, yeah. the kind of folksy the, homespun charmer. The, the and then doddering this senile guy to the guys hiding all the secrets. Scheming yeah. on how to hide all the Iran-Contra money. Yeah. That was also a favorite sketch of mine, but I, mm-hmm. I don't remember him doing Reagan much besides that. So, Okay, 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 okay. Uh, that is Michael's last one. Uh, what I've noticed about the podcast so far is so much about these portrayals of presidents focus on like an individual aspect of their life like a particular moment Mm -hmm. with lincoln it was like his you know uh, trying to free the slaves and that we're trying to hammer home uh the 18th amendment through congress Mm -hmm. and with bill clinton it was you know a specific campaign stop that kind of helped kind of try to define him as this folksy hero this person that you can relate to with fdr it it was his summit with an orphan (laughs) the most famous summit of his life yes um but my last choice is paul giamatti playing john adams on john adams Mm -hmm. which covered like the breadth of his life from before he was president through his presidency until like his after his presidency it was more like a performance that had to deal with every aspect of a person's being and how much that shaped him as a president and how that shaped him as being a failure kind mm-hmm. of as a president a president that was kind of wrapped in scandal from mm-hmm. the moment he was in there got himself into a war that he didn't want to be involved in having to follow in the footsteps of George Washington yeah you know no and uh, on the HBO show that I'm referring to it was um based on like a you know full-length biography of his life and he kind of comes off as like kind of persnickety kind Mm -hmm. of an asshole not really likable at all and it's funny that like he had to base his performance on this written word the same way that all these older presidents that we have no actual first-hand knowledge of you have to interpret in a certain way and you know i think he I think his performance and I think the HBO show, I think really added kind of a depth to a person that no one really yeah. gives a shit about. Yeah. No one cares about John Adams. Mm-hmm. No one cared about John Quincy Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there are like, he's one of those people that he's a founding father that doesn't have any uh, national representation in like a statue. Like there's yeah. no, there's no monument to John Adams out there mm-hmm. which is weird since he helped draft the declaration mm-hmm. of independence and create the you know yeah. our country mm-hmm. and everyone's like yeah no one really liked him anyway there's people that aren't really liked mm-hmm. they kind of fade from history a little bit it almost seems like the guy who's in the band after it's almost like the george harrison of the band mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if the beatles had kept on after after john and paul had <laughs> quit you know, this guy's like, well, I wasn't, this band wasn't my idea necessarily. I wasn't one of the the most dynamic people in this thing, but, but I got to keep this thing going and discover what this thing really is. I mean, do most people, like, probably don't. They don't know that he defended the British and the Boston Massacre. That's funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, he, uh, yeah, he took the other. He used the other side. The other side. Yeah. And then went on to fight huh. against them as well. Like, he, mm. he's a very interesting, yeah. polarizing kind of guy that yeah. also people are like who cares mm-hmm. is Paul G- <laughs> it's kind of like Paul G- 
I wonder who's listening to this podcast. There is no Wayne. Hey, they're talking about me on a podcast. Pretty great. <laughs> great impression, Richard. Yeah. Hey, that was not me this time. Man, Freddy. All right, so hey guys, did we talk about the Simpsons in a while? Oh, we're required to. I feel like I feel like it's been a few weeks. It's been I'll, a minute. I'll go back and look through the list and see uh, if we've mentioned them. But it, it's been a minute. I know that much. Um, so I can't let this opportunity go without mentioning Harry Shearer doing the voice of George H. W. Bush on The Simpsons in the episode Two Bad Neighbors. So this is the episode where George and Barbara Bush move in across the street from The Simpsons and manage to get involved in a prank war with each other between George and Homer after Bart rips up the pages to George's memoir of his time as a single president. And this was kind of the culmination of this feud that had happened between the Simpsons and the Bush family when Barbara Bush first made some sort of comment about it, like, I don't understand what this is. And then later on, on the campaign trail in 92, George Bush made some sort of comment about needing more Waltons and less Simpsons. So this had been kind of been going bre- back and forth. Brewing. had been brewing for a while. And I remember watching this, and I swear to God, I, I for a minute I thought, oh my God, they actually got George W. H.W. They got George Bush to do the voice of this. Because Harry Shearer's voice is so technically on point. And then it makes you realize how much George Bush sounds like every other like white weenie that Harry Shearer voices on <laughs> The Simpsons. Um, like Reverend Lovejoy. Or yeah, something. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that how they have. There's something about the impotent male mm-hmm. that he. They're Ned Flanders. Why are you looking at me? You said that. Oh shit! Uh, no reason. No. Uh. Um, but there's something about that sort of voice. That, that sort of works really well yeah. to do George yeah. uh, W. Bush. It's a really funny episode. Um, you know, it ends with George Bush spanking Bart in front of Mikhail Gorbachev, <laughs> and and them fighting in the sewers. The uh, yeah, the uh, unexpected tie into Dennis the Menace in that episode is great, mm-hmm. where he he basically Bart, becomes Mr. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he comes over and he's like interrupting him while he's writing his memoirs, uh-huh. and ends up just trying to. Just annoying him. Has the Simpsons ever got Barbara Bush was that? so sweet in that and nice to yeah. like her, her and Marge became friends and they're like, oh boy. I've seen. I've. I have to say, I haven't watched The Simpsons in I don't know, almost a decade. But who a, has? Has it ever been that iconographical before? Uh, it seems like since would they ever do something like that? I wonder. I think so. I think they've done, actually. I, I would say they've probably done from what little I've watched of it in the past decade. I think they are more likely to do celebrity tie-ins and do things that are more current pop culture related mm-hmm. versus even in the yes. quote-unquote quote unquote classic Simpsons. If they did do a celebrity sort of like thing, it was tended to be more of a iconic celebrity or somebody that was yeah, now, and now, and tangential. Everyone's been on The Simpsons. Yeah, literally everyone has been it's on weird. The Simpsons. And the strange thing about The Simpsons is like they used, it felt like they used to mm, not pull their punches as much or be so... Like the way they treat Apple products, I don't know. Have we talked about it on the show before? I don't think so. They don't call them Apple. Mm-hmm. They call them something like Mapple or something. Oh. It's got like a dumb oh. almost. It's like the equivalent of, mm-hmm. but they won't actually say iPod. They'll say like they're MyPod. Oh, it's so like, just just call it. Just call it the thing that everybody knows it is. What do you? Who are you uh. trying to? 
oh, piss off. It feels very much. Their advertiser. Like, wow. I, it, wow. I don't know. There's something strange about it. Mm-hmm. When an earlier episode, I remember uh, Martin, the bully, pulled yeah. out his Macintosh, his uh, Apple Newton. Oh, my God. And he wrote on it. He said, like, you know, he wrote himself a note that said, like, beat up Martin. Mm-hmm. And then it translated. It's like, eat up Martha. <laughs> and then he just ended up throwing it. But, uh-huh. like. They didn't ask anybody's permission. They just yeah. They just made fun of this one product, mm. and it's just like they st- feels like they kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, kind of just became. I think SNL I became that once once uh, Warren Michaels became everybody's friend uh, in these big mm. shots. Then yeah. they stopped. They stopped uh, being part of the counterculture and started. So last thing is, I just know that we're talking about the portrayal here, and I think Harry Shearer just does a fantastic job of taking George. H.W. Bush from some genial, friendly kind of old guy to, you know, angered, bothered, and eventually kind of insane. Yeah. Was he probably doing that character on Le Show at the same time? I I'm think sure. He had his uh, long-running show then. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. was, yeah. Okay, this has been the Mount Rushmore of presidents as portrayed by actors in film and television. And it has been a fun discussion. I'm going to go with uh, the Lincoln uh, because it's something we both chose. And then I'm going to look up the President Trump as portrayed by Anthony Adamaniac. Animaniacs? Yeah. <laughs> by Yakko, Wacko, and Don. Yeah. They all combined. To... So Trump uh, and um, uh, Lincoln. And then I am I have a soft spot in my heart for Phil Hartman. And I loved that sketch. So I'm going to choose that, and just because I think it was very probably very one of the most nuanced performances that we've seen because they had the opportunity to, because it was, I think, a miniseries, the Paul Giamatti, John Adams. Thank you for listening for 125 episodes. If you have been, if you're new to this podcast, thank you for starting. Uh, this is the best time to start because we're going to do at least 125 more. Oh, we and, are? Oh, shit. Did I not tell you guys? <laughs> Fuck. Well, if you don't know, as soon as Richard and I... Uh Choose the same four topics. We got one more episode, and then we're done. Yeah, we reached singularity. That episode is? Uh, Pasta shapes. Thank you.